Hello and welcome back to the Premier League Project. So in this episode we're reviewing, not why do I keep saying reviewing, previewing. <laughs> By the way, for anyone who doesn't know, a bit of context, we've recorded this three times now because of all sorts going on. So anyway, we're going to be previewing Leicester versus West Brom. Now, with, with this game, you'd have thought about two months ago that this had been a walk in the park for Leicester, but West Brom have had a bit of sort of a um, incursion last few games, let's say. What a win against um, Chelsea in the 5-2. And I'm pretty sure they won the last game as well. Who were it against? Uh, yeah, I can't remember that. The preparation is, is solid as usual. Let's be honest. But, um, <laughs> you are right that they've won the last two games. Yeah, they have. And yeah, they beat Southampton 3-0. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that I mean, they are struggling at the moment, Southampton, as a team. But 3-0 yeah. is 3-0. You can only beat what's in front of you. So what I will say then is the first question. Is this game harder than it should have been? Like, not should have been, but could have been. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, any any team that puts together two wins on the bounce is going to come into a game with, with a bit of confidence, especially in like West... that time as well. Exactly, especially West Brom. Like, even a win would bring, bring them a lot of confidence, but two wins in a row. Um, I, to be honest, I, I do think they're already relegated, so I'm not sure if um, they've still got that burning fire in them. I mean, yeah. they've shown it in the last two games, but... I, I think looking at the table, they're nine points off. They've Burnley got two in points in hand on Ful- They've got two games in hand on Fulham though, and a game in hand on Burnley. Mm. So if they win that game, they'll go to twenty-seven points, and then they'll be six points off Burnley. Yeah, it's still a bit very. Yeah, they've got seven games left. They'd literally have to win five or six, maybe even six. I reckon. Um, well, how many five. Burnley three probably in that time? Yeah, you talk, you're talking about five wins, aren't you? Five. Yeah, I mean, they're already nine points off, so they need to win, like, three as it is, and obviously Burnley are going to pick up points. So they'd probably need five wins, I'd say. Five, maybe six. Yeah, so uh, it's, a, it's a strong order, but two wins in a row, it, it was looking absolutely no chance for it a few, a few yeah. weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, so the, the, it's one of them situations, I think, where it is last chances now for mm. West Brom, like, they have to. They have to. Even this is a hard game. They've got to go there and get some at Leicester. Yeah. And you have been susceptible to um, sort of drops in points at home. Like you, you're not going to be happy if I'm saying that, but the the, the figures don't lie, lad. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. But I think against West Brom, I think we've got a very, very good record at Hawthorns, and we beat them early in the season, first game of the season, three 0 And um, I am, I am confident out of this one because. Vardy's got a great goal-scoring record at the Hawthorns as well. I think it's one of his favorite, most favourite sides to uh, play against in terms of goals scored. And um, I think we're seeing Astro's form as well. Don't worry. Say yeah. I said he's not playing at the Hawthorns anyway. He's playing at... Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, yeah. So he might, he might have a good record at the Hawthorns, but that's not going to help him in this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, he doesn't change anything. He's got a good record against West Brom altogether. And... Um, <laughs> There is a guy on Twitter. Check him out. He's very good. Sam Martin FPL. Um, he he usually releases the uh, start eleven for Leicester early, and he usually gets it spot on. So got a bit of inside info that, oh, that suggests yeah suggests Madison is going to start today, and Pereira is going to be replaced. He's going to be replaced by Luke Thomas, and uh, I think Ricardo Pereira has picked up a, a tight tight oh. strain in his car for along those lines. So. So other than, other playing, than that, playing it, right it, it would be Luke Thomas left back, Castagne right back. Castagne, yeah. right back yeah. Well, it, it would be actually wing back in the back five. 
Are you? Are, where are you with this back five? Because we've been bouncing on this topic all chilly, <laughs> haven't we? Oh, I know. I'm not a fan of it when we don't have our best back five available. But having said that, we've only had you our best. You don't have your best back, back five today. I mean, back three, sorry. Um, when you've got Evans, Siuntu, and Fana, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we've only used, um, had those three playing at the same time only twice. And in those two games, we won 5 0 against Sheffield United and 3 1 against Manchester United in the FA Cup. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're the only times we've used that, that exact back three of all our best centre backs in a back, back five. So, I can't really comment on that. Yeah, obviously, I'm not a fan of the back five normally. But um, obviously, if, if those two games are anything to go by, then I, I can't really be against it. Well, the thing is with them, the difference is, you mentioned that, that they've got quite a good record with it like that. And that doesn't surprise me really because there's quite a few players in that in them three that can bring the ball out from, mm. do you know, and almost drop in as like a sort of holding midfield player at times. Yeah. Like they're quite very, very comfortable on the ball is where I'm going with it. Yeah, so it's like, a lot more attacking especially. when those three play. Because yeah. those three don't... Previously, it would obviously be either Fafana and Evans with Amati or Siuntu and Evans with Amati. And, um, I think he's rubbish me, that Amati. Yeah, he's not brilliant and he has to be looked after, if you like. And, and I think that just makes you sort of sit back in your shape and be a bit more, be a bit more defensive because he is going to get exposed. And um, I think with, with the back three that we've got, of Fafana, Siuntu and Evans, they're all, as you say, very confident on the ball. But most importantly, they're all not, they're not scared of, you know, dribbling out with the ball and, and putting pressure on other teams. They're very aggressive defenders, all three of them. So I think it can can still be an attacking formation with those three in the team. Who were you, free? you played three against West Brom, am I right in saying? Uh, not West Brom, West Ham. Uh, yeah. Who were the three in that with them? As soon as she was, was at the COVID situation in Turkey. Oh, so yeah, so Marty played. Because I, I remember was, yeah. one of the first goals, there is, Fafana was susceptible for one of the goals, I'm pretty sure, where he stepped and he shouldn't have done. Admittedly, he's had a brilliant season or whatever, but... Yeah, and admittedly as well, I think in that whole first half, it, I don't think it was just for fun. I think... I, I wouldn't label it on one player. I think the organisation of the whole team from the counter-attack was just all wrong. So would you and say I, that's a, it was more of a Brendan Rodgers mistake then as opposed to a... Yeah, uh, I think it could be. But I also think as well, you've, one, you've got to give rest and credit for counter-attacking so well. And, um, and two... I th- if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it was actually fine. I thought it was Evans that tried to step up to to get the offside track. I think I think yeah. they both did. Didn't they both have a mistake in him? I think yeah. they both did one. I think they, yeah they tried to play Which offside. Which way, it's terrific there again, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. But as you say, um, I think the back three that was against West Ham and the back three that was against Man City in the two games were just lost. I don't think. Yeah, no. Fafana, Evans, and Jude didn't all start in that one. Yeah, and then you had obviously yeah the FA Cup um, semis that was. I expected you to win that game. I said that before. I think I said one nil. I think I might. Have. Um, but we'll, yeah, of course. Yeah, I tell a lie, Scott. That as I was saying, um, that um, that back three that of Evans, Fafana, and Siuntu, they've actually won because I think they all played together yeah, they against Southampton. Yeah, yeah. So that's another win. So yeah, three wins out of three in that with those three all starting together. So good. Fine. Yeah. Well, um, what I was interested about, and I, I wanted to get your opinion on this, he, he played Perez, but didn't play Madison. Now, it's surely the same rule for all, or do you know what I mean? Because for, for a bit of context, there was Madison, Perez, and the other one, Chowdhury, all at a party, and Merfon missed games because 
basically Rogers took him out and didn't want to um, put him in after the breach of COVID. But then he almost punished Madison in a sense by making him miss this game as well. But didn't push, punish Perez. What were your what were your thoughts on that one? So, uh, to be honest, Scott, I, I could be wrong here, but this is my my thinking on it. Even before yeah. the party situation that happened, obviously Madison had just come back from injury. There was still a lot of Leicester fans that were wondering if he was going to start against West Ham because he's obviously only just come back from injury. So I'm not yeah. even sure that he was match fit to start against West Ham. Regardless, he could have been. I'm not. I, I could be wrong, but I think yeah. it's the same thinking with the. Uh, with the Southampton game, I think he he would have started if he was 100% fit, but obviously he, he obviously wasn't. So I think um, oh he's obviously starting tonight according to Sam Martin, who's very credible. So possibly it could be to do with um, his fitness, or as you say, it could be to do with um, the party situation. I could be wrong. I'm not 100% sure on, on that. Because it just it does it seems a weird logic to me mm. that you punish. Yeah, you it's, it's, that, yeah it's very strange. Yeah, yeah. Very, no, very you'd, you'd surely think that. Um, it's just something to do with um, he's injured, basically. Well, or it could just be that, that that three that played together, Iheanacho, Perez and Vardy, those three that played, they had a brilliant game against Sheffield United, winning 5-0, and then again a brilliant game against Manchester United, winning 3-1, and then obviously Perez had to miss out with the West Ham game. Those three, I think even fans were, were calling for that three to start again because they just linked up play really, really well. What, and... So, and just drop Madison completely? No, no, not not in that sort of sense. But they were sort of saying, well, if Madison's not 100% fit, we're happy to go with Perez. Or, it's know, not a big again. deal sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Madison, if he's 100% fit, he starts. He's our best player, arguably. Um, and uh, also, a bit bit of information for you, Scott. Oh, I, know, I know you've been uh, saying that Harvey Barnes won't go into Euros, but uh, it's my understanding. I've got I've got a few sources as well. It's the same geezer, Sam Martin. FPL, as I say, is usually quite credible when it comes to Leicester. But he understands that Gareth Southgate is very, very interested in taking RB Master Euros. He's going to monitor his progress and he hopes that he'll be back fit to, the, fit to uh, go to the Euros and be available for selection. So, I, I, to be honest, I, my, my interview reaction to that would be, I doubt it. Hmm. I, I, can't, I can't comment on this Sam Martin's credibility. I, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. The only thing I would say is, We've got we're so blessed in that position, and I've said this for a lot of players. In in the wide areas, especially, and with the Ford and Grealish Mount, them sort of players, Madison and people like Barnes would be playing if they weren't playing in that position. So if they were that sort of level of level of good, I guess is the way you say it. <laughs> in it, if say they were that good, but as a centre half like that level, they'd be definitely in the team. But it's because that position was so blessed in, they they just don't get in. If you know what I mean. I, I do get what you mean, I do get what you mean, but I, I also do think like um, James Madison and Harvey Barnes are very, very capable of, of replacing, the, not replacing, but starting ahead of these other, these other players as well. See, that, see where, that's where, he, for me, you take Sancho over Barnes all day long, and there's rumours that he might not be going, so, yeah. like, you know, you know what I mean, there's people, there is people that are better, like, I think, out of the four, is it Foden, Mount, uh, Green? Yeah, you put him bottom, didn't you? That's I, I, yeah, I, I think he's, to be honest, I think, I think we're always going quite... to disagree on that one. To be fair, but I think um, where, where where do you put him in that list? For where do I put him? In that? He's certainly above Mount. Certainly above Mount. Um, Grealish, they're not even. In, oh, I can't compare yeah, Grealish. Mount's been Chelsea's best player this year. Oh, Mount's been Mount's been terrific. He's been terrific. So but Madison as well has been that. terrific when he's played. His his numbers are far superior to Mount. Mason Mount. Right. Far superior. So you... 
You made a case for him. How about Foden and Grealish then? Um, I'm not going to compare Grealish. I refuse to do that because Grealish is a left winger. So I'm not going to say oh, that. You're, you're, nah, no, you, you do. And um, if you're asking me I who to... would I rather play number eight, Grealish or Madison, than Madison every day of the week. I'm sure you'd agree on that as well. And um, the Foden one is, uh, is again, quite similar. The, I think the Foden one is, 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 I can understand. I mean, Foden's a world-class talent already. He's, he's generational. He'll be one of the best in the world. So how can I say that? Um, Foden is, is not as good as Madison. Obviously, at the minute, Madison's probably slightly ahead of Foden is, in his development because he's just been a game, around the game longer. So he's more um, experienced. For anyone that wasn't, wasn't wondering, Mark's basically just said, Tell me you're a deluded fan without actually telling you you're a deluded fan. It's <laughs> the way I, I would. Look at his numbers this season. Madison's numbers are brilliant. And he's been yeah, but, for a lot of it as well. Yeah, but Man City, he, I bet he's having, the, he's having the season of his career and he's not even played dirty games. I don't think he's even... So have you, have, have you tried to convince my fan base then, admittedly as small as it is, that <laughs> Madison is a better he's a better player than all of them? It depends, boy. Like I just said, I've been oh, through God. it. Madison is a terrific player, and especially in the number eight and number ten position. There's not many better than him. Oh dear, 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 dear! In terms of the England setup, don't, how about, don't quote that. Don't quote that. Right? How about so, You've you've got me on this now. So say say, say we're playing in in the Euros. We want someone someone's play sort of next to rise, but a bit further forward. Yo, are you taking? Surely that's Mount's role. Well, it, it probably is Mount's role, and um, I think it would have been if it was up to me. I'd still probably pick Mount at this current moment. That's purely because, um, like the last probably ooh, getting up to two months now, maybe slightly under that, Madison's been uh, been injured. So you can't really pick someone that's been injured. Like I've always been a, a, a um, someone that loves to be you know, fair about it, and, and you get picked on merit and performance. And if he's injured, he doesn't deserve to play. Not for his own fault. But yeah, Madison is, is certainly someone who is, if he's fully fit and if he's producing, and I see no reason why um, Mount should start over Madison if, if they're getting, you know, at the end of the day, they both play number eight. Arguably, Madison plays um, number 10 at times as well. But Man- if Madison's it's getting better Mount, numbers, yeah. Madison's getting better numbers, then you've got you've got to take that into account. But yeah, I do agree with you. Mount at this current stage is, is going to be starting and I would start him as well. Right. He's got to so, be fully fit, Madison. He, he's got seven games left to, to show Gareth Southgate. I don't think you'll pick him anyway. Wait, stand on a minute. So now you're telling me that Madison's a better player, but you're picking Mount still? Yeah, yeah simply because he's, because of his, his injury. Right. Madison, he got injured at the wrong time. He wasn't involved in the March squad. It's not for his own fault, but it's just how it's going to be and how it should be as well. I do agree with Southgate in that one. You pick, it's like... Jack Wilshere in 2016 went to no, the Euros playing minutes of football. That. You know what I mean? No, I, I get the, the, the I get the logic of it. In I just don't agree with with it in any way, shape, or form. For uh, me, I knew you wouldn't. I knew you wouldn't. It's like trying to convince a, no, a four-year-old that um, I don't know skydiving. Wait a minute. You know I mean? you, you, I've got the popular opinion here. No, it's not. This is not a usual case, but I have the popular opinion here. Uh, no, if you do. What? Everyone's saying that Madison's the worst. Of the if lot. they are, it's because of recency bias. Because they weren't saying that when he was scoring eight goals in ten games and assisting six. They weren't. This recency bias does exist, Scott. I know you. I know you um, agree with me as well. But it does. I, I, sideline I, for a couple I, I, months. They just forget how good he is. You know what I mean? Because I, I tell you what, Scott. If you if you go back on Twitter, which 
obviously you're not going to do it, and I wouldn't expect you to do. But if you dig back in the archives a couple of months ago to when Madison was in the, all this form, a lot of people were saying, "Bloody hell, this Madison!" Yeah, probably less. You turn it around. He's, no, 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 the trust me. No, 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 no. I, I think everyone had to admit it because he, he was. Um, I tell you what. I'll tell you how we'll fix this. I'll put a poll on Twitter tonight. No, it, it won't win because of recency biases, like I said. Like I but said, I want to see how many. He still doesn't change gets. my opinion as well. If he gets, if he gets, if he gets more than, if he gets, I don't know, even twenty percent of the vote, I'd be shocked. Bearing in mind the poll will probably won't get that many people anyway, but, <laughs> and you'll be voting for Madison, I would presume. Of course, yeah, but like I say, it's, it all comes right, down all right, to recency bias because these same people, not yeah. honestly, Scotland, these same people, right, that were saying, um. You're saying people saying Madison was better than Mount just a year ago when Madison was in the form, was in great form, Mount wasn't in great form. It just takes a bit of form and it takes a bit of, um, as I say, recently biased. People just flip their opinions just like that. Gar- right. I guarantee that. The reason I think your flaw- logic's flawed is because Grealish has been injured for a while as well. Yeah. And they're already speaking that he's not even going to go to the Euros. It's ridiculous. Right. If, all right. I'll ask him one more question. This is the last bloody on this topic. If you could have one of either of them in your team, Grealish or Madison, who are you having? Wait, just wait, straight Grealish or so you Madison? You can have, yeah, not. Oh, Madison. Just, yeah. What? Are you asking me just to or I'll have Grealish or Madison? If so, regardless of, so if you could take one for your team, who are you taking? Yeah, yeah Madison. Yeah, he's a brilliant player. I, I don't know where this disrespect's come from for Madison. I, there's no disrespect. It's just compared. Only, only like four me. months ago, he was he was a hundred million pound player, and he was England star. You know what I mean? Right. I'll, I'll take the issue with this, and I didn't want to carry on with this, but we, we've we've reached this level now. I could say by Bamford's goal scoring record this year that he's one of the best strikers in the league, but I know that's factually nonsense. Mm. This is the sort of like Bamford is the fifth top scorer in the Premier League. He is not as good as Human Son, who scored 15 goals as well. Like he's not. Let me think. It would be worse. Danny Ings will be lower down because he's not in the top five. Like the. They're already throwing good. Play. I mean, for one, Danny Ings isn't really anything special in terms of world class ability or anything like that. Obviously, he's a, he's a good Premier League striker, but he's not. He's not world class. He's, no, I, I get your point to an extent, he, but Madison's goals and assists—they weren't. He doesn't play in the striker like Bamford does. And no, he, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that point. And what I'm saying is, by if you just go on stats, I can say that. I could say that. Yeah, Bamford is. The fifth best striker in the league, and we we all know that's absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. There's so, a lot of thing that goes into it, though. Like, but Vardy's got twelve goals this year. Bear in mind, more of them are penalties as well than um, Bamford. Vardy's a better striker than Patrick Bamford is. Mm. So, like, I, I, I'm trying to understand your point, and I, I get it to an extent, but I think when you're trying to compare Bamford to Madison, I, I'm lost in that one. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm comparing Bamford to other strikers and saying that. But like, I could make the point, but it wouldn't be re- like Aubameyang is a better player than Patrick Bamford. Yeah. Like, so you can say this Madison stuff, like about oh he's got ten, eight goals and six assists or whatever in ten games period. That's all good, but it doesn't. But if someone can be in good form, and if Bamford continued that form for the next four years, then he would then his, his status would be elevated. If someone's done it for a 
a couple of months like Bamford has. Well, not a couple of months, that's unfair, but about eight months like Bamford has. Well, Madison like, Madison's been in the Premier League since 20... I think it was came yeah, in August 2018. He hasn't been getting, hasn't been getting um, eight goals and six assists in every ten games for four years, has he? No, no, no. not. But he... he he was the best player in the championship in in 2017 18 yeah well, well right. best player in the championship he, he absolutely tore that league he got his move to leicester had a brilliant first season at leicester um in his second season we finished fifth um he had a brilliant first seven months tailed off toward the end of the season he obviously got injured and missed the last few games and he's he's picked up right, right where we left where he left off before the injury and and yeah he's a player that's been harassed by injuries and it's not helped his case but whenever he's played he's been one of our best players and I, I'm I'm pretty sure um, your opinion would change if Madison went on another another brilliant run and he, he will show his quality I don't need to do the talking for him he will show his quality Right well anyway we'll, we'll move on from that <laughs> Well of course we've gone off the West Brom game haven't we we haven't even discussed like Yeah we, we got we got we usually get a bit this is what happens when I talk to Matt because he has we use have such drastically different opinions. Yeah, but well, you're quite anti. Um, see, you've got this thing, but how can you say that? From now, there's no way I can be anti Leicester with what's happened in the recent recent days. Surely you can think that. No, no I wasn't. I wasn't really going to say you're anti Leicester. I was sort of more thinking like the way you say your opinions. I was going to say you often go with the narrative. I suppose sometimes you don't as well. I don't really though. I've been saying Liverpool are going to get top four yeah. all season. I don't know. You are. I don't know. You are quite, I'm, um, outspoken in your views, which yeah, does, it does come across as like um, you're hating on someone, I suppose. But I don't know. I I, I think you generally think that that Madison's this player that um, is is nowhere near the level of Grealish or, or Mount or Foden, which is just rubbish. I, that's, yeah, that is, that's. That I uh, I, I think. Yeah, and it's that's not that's because what... I hate Leicester. It's not because it's just I've seen both, and I think that they're not as good as it. That that's he's what not. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's very confusing, but yeah. I th- when I've seen on top form, because that's I like to judge a player as well when they're playing at the best. Mm. Madison just ne- has never seemed to just. It could be the way you play football. It does, but I've never been like, wow, he is immense. Whereas I have been with the other three. I don't know why though. Like, do you know, like, I've never seen his rage versus Brighton in December. Where he did a couple of step over his jinx, shifted to his left, and put it in the top corner. And he yeah, but against, these against, moments, Brighton, so. against Brighton's not where you earn your merits. Right, is Man it? City, putting the top corner from about 30 yards out. Yeah, but he won, he won, that day, he came off the bench. Like, he, like, <laughs> he won, like, I can no, but, think of countless moments though, Scott. Come on. But he, did, he didn't, like, run the game. Like, if he, like when, admittedly, he came off the bench as well, but, like, when Grealish came on against Belgium, like, he would just like, wow, what a player. Do you know what I mean? Like, them sort of cameos. I've never seen anything like that from Madison. Anyway. Yeah. We won't agree player, on that one. We'll agree we might as well you. mention that. Ian Acho. Now, is he going to score again tonight? Oof, is he going to score again? Probably. Yeah, I think he will. I think, yeah, I think Ian Acho is... Um, He's in the form of his life, as we all know. He's uh, he won the Premier League Player of the Month last month. He's he's full of confidence. Everything he touches seems to turn turn to gold. So um, I think the problem with Ianacho is well, not the problem with him. He's obviously in great form, but can he sustain it? And that's the question he's got to answer. That's why that's why I worry about him because we saw Mick Chu do it for a year. Yeah, 
I, I, mean? I generally think if he can sustain it, then he, he, he will be. Because he's got all the attributes to become a top, top striker. Like I've always thought that with him, but I've just never... You haven't seen it enough? No. Like, if, even when he was, wasn't playing for Leicester, his goal-to-game ratio was terrific. Every time he started, he, he seemed to score. Now, obviously, he missed opportunities along the way, of course. But now, in this uh, current run of form that he's in, you can just see the player he's becoming. He's now 24 years of age. Um, you look at his movement, you look at his link-up play, you look at how he drops deep and, and finds Vardy and finds the wingers. And at the end of the day, he knows where the back of the net is as well. So I, right, I, I've got, got, I fully trust Iheanacho to have a, a brilliant career. I really do. Right, all right then. Saying that, would you, are you the sort of... Would you then think that Iheanacho... Is the one to sort of take the Jamie Vardy mantle, and you just buy the next Sovia Nacho in a way, so it's going to sit on the bench, or are you trying to replace Vardy? I think it, I think Iheanacho will get a That's lot more football point. next year. I think he'll get a lot more football next year. We're still going to definitely sign a striker in the summer, of course, because we need one regardless of Iheanacho's form. Anyway. That's what I mean. But do you need what I'm saying is do you need a player of sort of. An elite striker, or do you need someone that's going to better sit on the bench because Iheanacho is going to take this sort of fold? No, I think we need an elite striker still. Because so you're not, even, you're not, surely not com- completely... Com- no, I am back in the Iheanacho, but, but at the end of the day, Iheanacho isn't an out-and-out striker. It's time at Man City, it's time at Nigeria, it's time at Leicester. He's always played as a number 10, he's always played as a secondary striker. He's never played, he's never led the line on his own. What's his better in a two? Oh, for, for definite. This, this is the but this is why he's been so so successful. I think because previously he's been expected to lead the line on his own, which isn't his game, and he, he probably could do that. He's got the attributes to do that. But it's, it's a big position. it's a big difference as well. Yeah, it is. It is. The, I know sort of experience that we've got Rodrigo, who is all his career base is played in a two, hmm. um, and now he's come to Leeds and he's sort of everyone's like, well, why is he not just playing up front instead of Bamford? And it's like, well. The, the role is so different when you're doing that. Yeah. And the best games we've seen from him is when he's sort of been able to... Because we play with like a number 10 that sort of pushes on and we usually play a striker there. Mm. I know. But um, when when he's sort of had the ability to push on close to Bamford is when we've seen the best out of him. And I, I can sort of get on board with the logic that you you almost do have strikers that are miles better with, with a strike partner. Yeah. But it's not just that. I think it's just his all right. Like, he... he... If you watch Iheanacho play, he doesn't ever sort of make runs in behind. He can make runs in behind. And he has done it. He scored goals where he runs in behind against Brighton. And um, I think he did it's against Burnley like with the volley. Right at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did. But but more often than not, he'll, he'll, he'll pull away from the centre-backs. He'll, he'll link the play. He'll receive the ball off, off the midfielders. And he likes to get involved with the play. And obviously, he'll make those late runs into the box to score the goals. So... If you're doing that in a one-strike formation, you're not going to be able to produce all these um, brilliant moments where you can arrive late and, and link up the play. So I, I think, going back to your question, I think we'll sign another striker to play with him. And I think that'll be... That'll, what, I mean, you can't drop him. He's, he's, he's scoring every game at the minute. No, so, that, that, you're spot on. He's, yeah. he's made himself almost undroppable. Yeah. I think when everyone... When you ask the question, what is Leicester's best team? I think two weeks ago, pretty not even, no about two months ago. Sorry, it was. Um, I think most people could name a pretty similar one, but now yeah. every everyone every Leicester fan that I ask has said Ianacho's in the best team. So you've got you now you're talking. You've got to play two up front. The issue I've got with the two up front is it doesn't seem to get the best out of Jimmy Vardy. So mm. you're almost yeah. you're almost compensating 
Iheanacho by not getting the best out of Vardy, because Vardy's the best at running behind in the league, I think. But. Yeah, and that, that is one of the downfalls, because Vardy, Vardy tends to now play in on the left-hand side, sort of, as a winger. So, he still gets chances, don't get me wrong, but it's obviously not his... He, and he is still playing well. That's that's the thing I've got to say. He's still assisting goals, and that that's a big thing. So I'm happy with it, and I'm sure he's happy with it. But as you say, he's not going to score the same amount of goals that he was before playing it too. Yeah, no, fair enough. I I I think this. I think you'll win this game and be nice as well. I think um, I've said I've said two 0 on my verdict today. Yeah, what, what, give that a little plug just so everyone knows where to go. Yeah, so um. I write for a company called Vavil. It's a it's a website online. Check it out, and they uh, they've employed me as uh, one of Leicester's writers. So um, I've done a preview for tonight, a pre-match analysis, should I say, for tonight. So yeah, go and check it out. Um, I'll I'll Twitter. tag you in the I'll put a Twitter thing out and I'll tag you in it, and then people can go onto your profile yeah, yeah. and do yeah. that. I presume. Thank you very much, Scott. No worries, lad. I do it anyway, so it's not it's not a big deal. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What, so you're going 2-0, I'll go... Do you know what? I, I said about Leicester are going to win. I'm going to be balls here. 1-1. 1 1, yeah. Yeah. Now, my logic behind it is I hate Leicester. So, you know, yeah, that's that's what it is. But um, Your logic behind it is you are the most anti-Leicester football player <laughs> that's what it, That's what it, it needs to be said. <laughs> no, I... I just like to be different. I, I can't help myself. But, um... I wouldn't be surprised if Leicester win. To be honest, I'd be more surprised if Leicester don't win than Mike <laughs> win, but... Yeah. It's a bit, and like I say, in the top four race, it's a massive game. It is a huge game. If you don't win this, I think the question marks have rightly come back. And, and in the contrast, I think if we win this... Now, I'm not saying um, mathematically or anything silly. Matt, you are my right. opinion. You can't help yourself, lad. You generally can't help yourself. It's we might if anyone that hasn't seen the other episodes. It's either we're getting top four guaranteed, for, top three are locked up, or it's. Mm, do you know what? The top four's over, Scott. Nah, <laughs> and I'm having to go. You know what? You could still get it. Bloody bloody bloody. Uh, no, in this case, in this case, top off football fan. I respect it. <laughs> I am thinking if we beat West Brom, I think the top four will be be secure. No, top three is secure. That's, that's your little line. Top yeah. three are as they are. Top three. I do think top three is as they are, but um, but yeah, the West Brom game tonight will be pivotal, and especially if we we put them to the sword as well and 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 make it a high scoring game. I, I do generally think tonight is pivotal for our top four race, and if we win, which is a big if, because obviously you don't want to underestimate West Brom, but if we win, I think top four done. Yeah, how about top three? Well, I think we will get third anyway, but yeah, top four, top three, whichever. Right, <laughs> on that dodgy note, <laughs> um, it's the end of the episode. And yeah, thanks, Matt, for coming on, even though yeah, you, thanks for having me, Scott. You ruined my day with your shocking opinions as usual. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>